Yeah, go ahead. You got a joke? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Get on the mic. What would you What would you say if tumble if giant tomatoes were falling your way? Oh no, they're gonna catch up. Get it, tomato? Catch up. <laughs> we get it. That was a good one, Ava. She's still doing the explain the joke thing. That was, she didn't used to do that. But you know, maybe maybe her audience has gotten dumber. She's dealing with dummies. Start the theme. Three, Jake. So kick back, relax, hit that, roll up your sleeve. All your cool motherfuckers can stay, but bitches leave. Time for three guys on broadcast of prosperity. Hit the tip drop of the jet, yeah, yes. Think you're better than me. Now here's the school brother coming in hot with coherence. This is Michael Diamond. Nice, Randolph Terrence. Keep you maintaining, hit you with the weight training. We'll explain the illusion of police retraining. And this is Randy's number one Andy. A song right for the comedy, got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time, slinging punchlines from the cut, walk at a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer, say hold up. He's probably not here out trying to raise his daughter. Tune in to 3SPN to the Sock Puppet Nation, let the party begin. Haywood, Pop Pop, Petey, Romain, top of the list. JL Chadwick, the black eye who tips. Might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit. Might be just trying to help you get a nice pink young bitch. You have an opinion, let's hear it do it proper. The world may suck, but I like it. I'm on you. Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet if you're dropping our names. Now let's come together, there's nothing else to say. Let's start the show, Randolph hit him with the Hey, 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 hey. Three, Jing. What's happening? Randolph Terrence. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Andy Klein. We got a couple people sitting in with us today. We're going four guys strong today. First of all, the color quotient is way off on this podcast. I'm just going to put that out there. <clears throat> just going to put that into the ether. Yeah. Should I black it up? I think so, because the color quotient is way, way off. Listen, we got two two great comics sitting in with us today. You guys know them. First of all, we're going to go with the returning champion, uh, the mo- one of our most well-loved sock puppets. Didn't get any love on the theme, but he is one of our most well-loved sock puppets. Let the people know who's here. English Bay. English Bay. English Bay. Chris Milner. Yay. Yeah. Well loved. Well loved. And we have a new guest. You guys don't know. He's originally from Seattle. Are you originally from Seattle or did you just moved here from Seattle? I grew up in Minnesota. Grew up in Minnesota. Oh, right. And then you, you went from there to Seattle mm-hmm. and then from Seattle to here mm-hmm. and now to New York. Yep. Okay. That's the, that's the line. Great comic. Good dude, very skinny. Makes me feel good about my skinniness. <laughs> y'all, uh, welcome to Sage. Makes Mr. me feel good about my skinniness. That's true. You're skinny too, uh, David Twitty, y'all. Yes, I barely yeah, exist. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Because Norm has got all of us beat. That's true. Norm Quarantine. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> let me a book. So uh, the other Brit. Yeah, the, the other Brit. I'm surprised one of y'all didn't kill the other one. Isn't that how that goes? Oh, yeah. That was a bit of a... Uh, oh, at the very beginning, Chris right? hated like, him. Don't they have to kill uh, each other? I didn't like him. Yeah, it was like Highlander. <laughs> don't do Lowlanders. I remember I was standing next to you the first time that, that oh, I saw fucking, him, and you were like, who the God. fuck is this guy? Like, <laughs> I think he is. What is he didn't, yeah, he came up to me and said, like oh, I, I hear you're the other British guy. And I was like, you're mistaken. You're the other British guy. I am the British guy. And then I that? walked off. It wasn't my finest moment. No, it wasn't. Well, but he learned. He did learn. Yeah, he's gonna have to and learn one of these days. Since Thanksgiving respect. is Thanksgiving is on uh, 
Thursday. Thursday of this week. This is for everybody. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me start this. What is this? Oh, yeah, it's the uh, I got hams and yams and tuck. Here it comes. Shirley Caesar. Yeah. Shirley Caesar. Cherie showed me this yesterday. It's great. Greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, chicken, turkeys, rabbits. You name it. Yes. Okay, so that was just it. It was just a part of a part of a sermon she did. Since and we're going off on tangents, uh, come to my CD recording. Exactly. December first, second, and third. That's next week. Thursday is eight o'clock. Friday and Saturday, eight thirty, both nights. In the green room at the Arlington Draft House, uh, English Bay will be opening Friday and Saturday. That's a hot ticket. Oh, am I not opening Thursday? I don't know. I actually need to talk to Ramin because it's his show. I'm just doing his show. If you go to the Draft House website, my recording is listed as Friday, Saturday. But the Thursday showcase... I'm also headlining that, but it's it's someone else's show. Oh, but I'm right. recording it, so oh well, we'll find um, out. I'll yeah, we'll find out. Maybe maybe it's open. I you know maybe you can email him because I'm slacking. Yeah, yeah. But uh, December first, second, third. Get there early. You can't buy tickets online. You have to go show up in person. So uh, first come, first surf. Yeah, get in. Time. Yeah, get in. So this is what is happening. Is um, Somebody somebody chopped this and put it up just Shirley Caesar ha ha for Thanksgiving right Shirley Shirley Caesar is a very well known minister I'm just saying like that she's also a singer well known minister I've been trying to avoid this meme and now I've heard You're about it. to hear but here's the thing is uh, Black Twitter naturally got a hold of it and, right and then came the remixes okay go ahead and then came the remixes. Where is this? At church? Yeah, her church. What is this sermon about? Somebody cut in the video for breaking. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This feels like that peanut butter jelly time song. <laughs> it sounds a lot like that. Which was a hit. Yeah, no. Then it gets better. And then... Uh, this cat, this it cat gets can actually better. Oh, of course, this cat can actually rhyme. Listen to this. How could it possibly? Out there looking like ISIS. Tofu turkey. Yeah, it's a vegan Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, what was the context of that sermon? Was it about Jesus feeding people? or I believe so. And, so, and Jesus was the one who came and said, yeah, fuck this fish thing yeah. and bread. I got beans, greens, potatoes, yeah. tomatoes. Yeah. The feeding of the 5,000 Did was she say hogs, you... dogs in there at one yeah. point? Yeah. You name it! <laughs> Actual dogs or just, I mean, I, I can't go with her on the dog part. Yeah, I'm, yeah it might be hot dogs. It could be hot dogs. It's hog not really maws. A, what was it? Hog maws. Hog maws. It's slave okay. food. You don't want to fuck with Did it. Did she say dogs or moss? Moss. She said moss? Probably dogs. Hogs, moss. You name it! You don't want you don't want to fuck with hog moss. I don't want you know, I don't want slave food. I'd like to not have it's slave food. Slave food. They were talking about it at the gym the other day. They were like, you eat pig's feet? Eat slave food. Pig's feet is hog moss? No, pig's feet is pig's feet. What dude. is hog moss? What it's part the, of the kind hog? Kind of the guts. The guts? Yeah. Ugh. 
Yeah, exactly. I've seen Ugh, the, I've snoots. Seen the people feet. still doing snoots. Snoots. <laughs> snoots. People, pig snout. The tail's yeah. in pretty nice. The people you put the ears. tail in uh, red fry beans it. and rice. You can fry it up. Just deep fry a tail. Yeah, hey, deep fry that bad boy. That's some sort of a British thing. How Probably. are you going to make fun of British <laughs> food? Is it I don't eat this shit. You actually do well, eat British this Well, British people were not slaves stuff. and made slave food. <laughs> yeah. That's so. the point. They, they, they were not even actually enslaved. <laughs> slaves made this shit because they didn't have any choice. Yeah, it's funny. D- given all of the wealth of experience we had traveling to all the places in the world, we right. were like, we're just going to stick with fried well, fish. And you here's traveled to all those places under the guise of spices. Yeah. Here's one with and Jimmy. didn't bring back any spices. <laughs> what what is this all one? you did was enslave people and colonize them. Brought back opium. Turn yeah. this one up. And you had no spices. Let's see what's up. Oh, this one's, this one's different. No, no, this one has... Same one. Oh, they just cut it. Like, they cut Sanford and Sean in. Oh, she just single, didn't run through them. Every single Rerun. one last night. There's a bunch of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're all the same. Even Shirley Caesar <laughs> yes, did. Even all. Shirley Caesar did one with her, with her current uh, She parodied staff. herself? Yes. <laughs> Is yes. that where we are now? Yeah. Yeah, even she I'm gonna get one. on this meme of me. Is this the successor to the mannequin challenge? Are we done with that now? I never even. Got, by the time I got to the mannequin challenge, it was already over. It's yeah, that's probably good. I saw one. It was a bunch of people in a house standing still, and then it focused on the dog at the end. The dog was laying on his back. Uh huh. I, I saw like, one well, that was all dogs. That. Oh, yeah. what they made the dog not move. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I've seen a couple that were all dogs. Like yeah, back. the really? dogs were just like sitting there, clearly just waiting for their. Dude, treat. That's, that's impressive. It's not impressive yeah. to get a person to stand. Then you can't beat that. That's no. the thing. There's, yeah. Unless you do corpses. Fuck yeah, I that. Mean, I want to see you do it with a fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, was that was that mannequin challenge from like a taxidermist? No, no, it was no. Actually, I think it was, as hard as uh, we I think it was a dog do. trainer, probably because they had several dogs in there and looked like they were. It was a facility. It wasn't someone's house. Probably. Maybe Pepper can let us know how hard that would be to. You know what? I'm, I can make my dog freeze still. for long can enough you? to do that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I can make him freeze in a couple different positions. They had those dogs in various positions. I don't know yeah. if my dog would tolerate some of that, but he'll definitely lock in if there's a treat nearby. You know, oh, okay. so I don't know. Maybe they could do that. Do you That's say freeze? I don't say freeze. I, if I say watch me, he'll he'll look at me with a lot of intensity, waiting for the treat. But now his hearing is kind of gone, so I have to kind of. He's going already. I have to scream it. Well, he's twelve. He's he's getting old. So I, there's hand signals, but he, I never really kept up with the hand signals. So he's not great at that. But he'll still do it out of instinct. He'll just stare at me. Tell the people your story, uh, David Twitty. Uh, my story. Mm-hmm. Your <laughs> origin tell, story. Tell me your origin story. Well, it all started. What makes you tick, David Twitty? I don't know. Because you're throwing off the fucking the. The, look, this is a black podcast. Three white this has been established. Yeah, uh, you fucking guys. Are you guys want me to black balance, it up? As it were, I could black it up if you want. I would probably say don't do that. <laughs> oh, all right, <laughs> I actually want to see what that looks like. <laughs> uh, my, I uh, listen. I'm just a. Uh, I'm not not some fancy big city lawyer. I'm just a, a humble son of a statistician from the upper Midwest, uh, trying to make my way in this entertainment industry. You live in New York now? Mm-hmm. Your path was starting in Minnesota. You started comedy in Minnesota? I started in Seattle. You started in Seattle? Yeah. So you moved to Seattle for comedy? For no, comedy? I moved there for college. Oh, okay, right, Where'd right. Where'd you go? University, uh, of, University of Puget Sound. It's got a good yeah. good joke about it. Yes, um, you do, about the money you spent. <laughs> no, about uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah, Ted Bundy yeah, he went, went to there. my college, yeah. And Dale Chihuly. Who's that guy? Who he makes, he kill? He makes glass art that looks like flowers. 
Oh. Is his name <laughs> Dill or Dilcha? D- Dale Chihuly. Oh, Dale, Dale Chihuly. You've Where's definitely it? seen his art before. It's just like, it all looks pretty much the same. It's just unless like it's, colorful glass. Unless it's dogs playing cards or children with big eyes. I haven't seen it. Oh, them. but it's not like, you wouldn't like go to an art museum to see it. It's just like something that they would put in like a public space. It's just like... It's I'm, lobby art. Yeah, more oh, or less. Oh, okay. But he's, he looks like an old pirate and... Uh, he hasn't made anything in years. He's got like a team of grad students working for him all the time. So he just like draws something. He's got a, He's like got a missing eye, and then someone else blows the glass while he supervises. So does he like teach at the school then? Wait a minute. He's got a missing eye. Yeah. When did that happen? He has an eye patch. I don't know, man. Why would he not have a glass eye? If you, you <laughs> uh, yeah, like a like a rose. It looks like a flower. Right. You could be the guy out of Last Action Hero. Yeah. You could revolutionize glass eyes. Could be Charles Dance out of Last Action Hero. He, he might not have ever seen that movie. Man, I was so jealous of that. He's got guy. a real blind spot for the glass eye thing. Oh, see what Andy. I did. There? All right. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Just not to stop your story, but I just looked at this email. <laughs> not my to wa- stop your story, but that pun was my awful. Wife, my wife. No, my <laughs> wife had just. My wife had told me about this earlier. So Ava's playing basketball now. He spelled Ava. Wait a minute. I thought she was funny. doing soccer. So season's over. So oh. all those little girls shifted over to basketball. What is her position? They haven't decided yet. Oh, they just let run around. Yeah. So okay. the coach sends us a thing today. Today we're practicing the defensive stance. Now checking to see if everyone was balanced by rocking their shoulders. When I rocked Eva's shoulders, she called her Eva. She wasn't balanced and she fell down. She said she was all right, but I apologized to her if I rocked her too hard. I didn't think I did, but I want to make sure nonetheless. Her stance was great moving forward, and she appeared fine on the court for the rest of practice. That's what. It, that's where we're at now. Yeah, you don't want to get sued. <laughs> like he's seen a million Avas and he rocked them all. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I'm like Jesus, because when I came in. You know, Amy was telling me about this, and I was like, I don't give a shit. I fucking knocked her down yesterday while we were playing. Yeah, I mean, to, yeah, but to be <laughs> fair. I banged into yeah. her and that's pulled ex- her over. That's exactly the sort of email that I would send had I literally punched someone to the floor. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, may have slightly. I feel I like. trying I, to do the stance thing. I might have rocked him too hard. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I don't fucking. <laughs> She's not crying. Well, you know, you know how it is. People see a bruise on their kid. And they're like, where'd you get that? And the kid says, my coach. And then yeah. lawsuit time. They already had us sign a thing when we got there saying the, the shut up thing for parents. Yeah. The shut your mouth. Don't don't she, scream. Don't be one of those yeah, parents. parents. As soon as we got there, like, seriously, you need to sign this. I was like, what is this? And I was reading it. Shut up. It's just, it's just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. What, is shut it, up. what do you mean shut up? Because parents are fucking horrible human beings. Yeah, get on mic. That's why their parents are horrible. That's why their fucking children are horrible. So any call that goes against them, the parents are screaming and hollering from the stands. That's a relatively... Oh, in the sports event, shut yeah. up. So Not just like... Yeah. They make I thought you, you meant like shut up clause. for the whole like school year. If you no. did like anything that was no, going on No, they make you the sign... School. This is for the parents. They make you sign a shut up thing. That's like you idea. agreed to shut up and if you don't, we'll kick you out of any event. There was a... Uh, when I was playing cricket when I was younger at school, um, there was a kid... In, uh, I wasn't a good cricketer and we were on sort of like the third string team. Yeah. Under 11 maybe because... Gave it up and started track and field after that. There was this one kid, got the high ball up to him, and he uh, he was looking like he was going to catch it. And then at the last minute, he sort of went like that and put his hands up and the ball like landed next to him. Yeah. And his dad was so embarrassed that when they when they were off field and they were waiting to bat, he was just standing his son next to a tree and chucking cricket balls at him <laughs> to make him like, yeah, not look away. Now, but, did he like, lose it in the sun? No, he was afraid of the ball. Yeah, but yeah, but then the dad just took him to the side and just started like lashing cricket balls out. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's like, and this is like, this is like the third string team. This isn't even like a serious league. Yeah, Yeah, I was playing like rec league basketball when I was like in the eighth grade, and uh, 
I uh, it it was like not even not even like JV or whatever. It's just like it's just like the local yeah. rec league, yeah. and there were always the guys who were like just not good enough to make it on any of the high school teams. And yeah. those and guys were named David Twitty. Well, I mean, I was I was w- well off that. I was like maybe good enough in sixth grade because I was like six fucking feet tall when I was twelve. But like then eventually everyone caught up to me in height, and other kids filled out, and I uh, still look like this. Like you're twelve. Yeah. Like a twelve yeah. year old tall. Oh boy yeah i've just uh i've just been in stasis since like the sixth or seventh <laughs> grade but uh it's great I, I just remember we were playing a game uh and i was like i had the ball like at the top of the key and i was dribbling and this guy's dad yells at the kid who's guarding me he's like chad take him he can't dribble <laughs> <laughs> and i was like jesus man i'm right here <laughs> right and i can hear you gymnasium, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can dribble. Well, Everyone well, in the fucking—he's a bitch. And on that day, you became a comedian. Yeah, that's that's the day. Oh, I was well down the path before <laughs> that. Yeah. You just never realized. It's just one of many embarrassments. Watch. That one's minor enough that I didn't repress it. You got to do yourself a favor. Go to a karate tournament or a boxing or a boxing tournament and watch children fight. <laughs> fucking don't watch for the children because they dare can earth, i just do that on youtube and, and not be the creep hanging out at a kid's it's, karate but you're not you're not watching for the children you're watching for the parents oh. that's where it's at yeah. that's where it's at one time i was judging a fight and this little girl was blazing through it was like 10 little boys and her and she was a demon just blazing through and mothers were getting mad and yelling at me like you need to control her i was like i'm not <laughs> I'm just I just call points and make sure no penalties are done and she's winning. She's doing right. She was blazing through these little boys. Yeah. I'm just knocking him down. She kicked a boy when he was laying on the ground. Kick him in the balls. I was like, hey, you can't do that. You can't do that. Mother screaming. You know? She was no. working through her own shit, though. She probably had some issues at home. Uh, she was fucking kicking she ass. She was kicking ass. Yeah. <laughs> she was kicking ass. I, That's what you should have some little, 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 little kids. Because once that puberty kicks in, then it's over. Oh, right. <laughs> then it's yeah, over. I, did, I did one year of wrestling when I was in the third grade. <laughs> third grade. And yeah, I did lose to a girl lose once. Lose to a girl. Yeah. yeah. No shame in that. Son. That's when he became a comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That might have been the There's beginning. There's no of shame it. in losing to a girl in the third grade. By the way, back to Twitty's origin story. I went to Chihuly.com, and um, he he lost his sight in his eye, but he still has the eye. Oh, okay. So he was in a car accident in 1976. So he can't get a glass eye, I guess. Yeah, you can. He could. could. They just have just to take it out. Yeah. Scoop the scoop actual it, eye. Scoop out. the bell. Went out and put the That's, new one. Is in. that the medical term? Scoop. Scoop. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> gonna go, go to Baskin Robbins. I, I am just picturing an eye-shaped ice cream scoop, <laughs> yeah. like one of the ones with the clicker it's thing. A melon baller. Yeah, yeah. Right. melon baller. Uh, and then you moved from Seattle to DC, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a four years ago. 2012. A little more than that. Yeah, I was here from. Working. Had a girlfriend for a minute. Yeah. Lived with me. Yeah. Lived with you. Oh, yeah. yeah, you moved with your girlfriend. That's what, that's what brought you. Whoa, whoa, right? whoa, whoa, whoa. She Wait, moved. just to be clear, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. He lived with well, me. Well, not anymore. <laughs> after he broke up with his girlfriend. No, no, I wasn't suggesting that you were his girlfriend. <laughs> well, we need to point this out. You're I mean, his bitch. We're, we're very good friends. Yeah. Not fact, anymore. The first time I saw David do comedy was at the draft house. And I remember hearing the joke you have about you looking like a, how a German accent sounds. Yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, that synesthesia is on point, And I should probably get to know this guy. Synesthesia. Yeah. No yeah. one's ever said that synesthesia My, is on point. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I get that after shows all the time. Because <laughs> people come up like, dude, that was like, that synesthesia was Top on notch. point. Top notch synesthesia. I don't usually like sad comedians, but that's <laughs> synesthesia. 
So you moved to DC. I remember you moved here right before that it was giant storm. It was June of 2012. Yeah, yeah. right before the derecho. Because you I, were at the draft house. I with think guest that spots. that so weekend was when, when I first met you guys. Shit yeah. went down. Yeah. I think I met you like at a show during that week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a Kurt Shackelford's show Topaz. at Topaz. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you came to because you knew because Baron Vaughn was headlining the draft house. Right. And you arranged some guest spots. Mm-hmm. And that was the weekend the power went out. Yeah. Right. During the show, both nights. Yeah. <laughs> During that, the features, both nights. That was the yeah, that was the weirdest weekend. Like the the first show uh, on Friday was when the storm actually hit, and yeah. like I went, I was like outside having a cigarette before my set, and it was just really hot and just muggy. And then mm-hmm. I went on stage, yeah, um, and then I got off stage and I went out front, and it was just pouring sideways, Wizard of Oz, yeah, like Wizard of Oz, yeah. sixty mile per hour winds, yeah, like uh, the there were just like. Like tree tree branches going yeah. down the street. And part of shit. Power part of the facing of the draft house on the marquee came off. Yeah, yeah. Like it was. Yeah, yeah, it was powerful, and then and came out of nowhere. And uh, Aaron Judge, uh, who's a very funny comic out of New York, was featuring that weekend. And she was on stage when the power went out, the yeah. lights went out. Yeah, and then everyone in the audience just turned on their phones like their flashlights on their phones and spot litter and she just yelled for the rest of it <laughs> and then right when she finished her set the power came back on of course and then the next night we were doing the shows in the front room because the air conditioning wasn't working the in the main the theater fried, I think, yeah. when the power went out. so you went to the green room yeah because they did they canceled the open mic mm-hmm. and then i guess there were only enough people there for baron's show at that point that they could fill the green room anyway right well, but it I was gotta, it was packed and it was yeah. so hot, hot in there. Yeah. yeah, and then the power went out at the exact same point in Aaron set that night. Yeah. It's her, and uh, yeah. just never came back on. Yeah. Right. But like it was so fucking. And we lost hot. power here for like two days. That crowd days. was great though. They were soldiers. Like they yeah. stuck. Baron did like at least fifty minutes to an yeah. hour on that show, and, and people stuck around ass, the entire time. Hot, ass, hot, muggy little room. Yeah, well, they, they brought out. Which is going to be hot when Andy does his. Show CD recording December first, second, and third. There you go. It'll uh, be hot because that was we Lewis lost Bay. power. Because um, draft house is close to to here. I lost where me and Randolph live in the same neighborhood, but two different sides. You got your power back like a day later. Yeah, yours was gone. Mine was gone for four days, and we actually because Tim was was uh, we were recording at Tim's place. Tim never he had lost power. power. Yeah. So we actually got a hotel for like the last night because we yeah. were just sick of it, and we went to a hotel. Because we didn't know, we had no idea. At that point, I was like, we're going to stay in this hotel one night, and if this shit keeps going, we're just going to stay with Tim. Because we right. knew Tim had his power. So we'll just stay with Tim. If it keeps. The next day, I uh, I kind of fucked up. Because uh, me and uh, I was going out with this girl called Christina at the time, and uh, we were in her apartment for the two days of storm. Oh, that's perfect. And then we went out. Right. right and had no idea of the devastation right because there were the trees there were people mm. without power there were people you know fucking lives destroyed got in yeah. that storm and we were planning to go and use the pool so it was the summer right yeah we went down and looked at the pool and there were loads of leaves in the pool yeah right? and i was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> you were mad about went, that yeah. right so we go out onto the street walking the dog i'm still angry about the leaves and then there's a lady from WTOP radio interviewing people on the street about okay. their storm experience. And she stopped me and goes, do you <laughs> want to... more than leaves. She, goes, she was like... And people uh, are like, my uh, tree fell on my fell car. Fell on my car. You my know, roof like came my dogs off. Run away, people in Prince like George's County without electricity yeah, for like two and a half weeks. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm she starving. comes up to me and she's just like, sir, would you like to share with us your experience of the storm? I was like, yes, I'm glad you're here, actually. 
actually. There's loads of leaves blew in the pool, and I'm going to have to skim them off later. It's going to take me like 15 minutes. It's just looking at me. I'm just like, okay, and just walked around the corner, and there's like a tree on a car, right? Like someone with a shopping cart with their like fucking there's a possessions in it. Just, yeah. Yeah. There's a witch's feet sticking yeah, out from under a house. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of leaves. Yeah. Loads of leaves, but I got a lot of That's leaves. That's the story here. Maybe if I take those sparkly shoes, <laughs> I can get the leaves off faster. Uh, Rob Mayer, who uh, was just on Heart of the City last week. Rob Mayer has a great story. It's on YouTube, I know. He told it on 98 Rock once about uh, he was hanging out after a show with a girl who came back to his place. A um, few drinks were had. They started to hook up. They didn't hook up. She was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Well, that night there was a blizzard. So she was stuck there for four days at his house. <laughs> just awkward as shit. He has a whole bit. He has, did a bit. He's like, if you've heard of a walk of shame, this is a week of shame. <laughs> it took her like four days to finally be able to leave his house. And of course, they never rekindled. Right. I mean, know. who holds the power in that in that dynamic? Though? I don't know. They had another, I think they had an extra bedroom at the house. So there was no awkward, like, where am I going to sleep situation. Right, obviously. But I mean, yeah. it's like, sorry, you want my food? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right let's keep the party going huh we got alcohol here huh what's your name again hmm do we have any emails we got several emails i'm gonna pull them really up. how are yeah. you doing well they probably want to we know what they want to talk about which we are going to talk about your president-elect don't think we're not let's all have a little respect guys Fucking little respect has the cast of hamilton apologized yet no no but some of them why would dead. they why would you re- apologize for that? You wouldn't. If this is the funny thing. All these, all these things about like uh, we'll get to all, all these it. people on the right about PC culture, you sensitive assholes, and then like they they elected the guy who's like the most sensitive mm-hmm. person ever. Um, this is a long email from Adrian. It's it's uh, titled "Millennials Rant." <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> oh. Can't wait. What's up, Randolph, Andy, again, and honored sock puppet? Uh, that would be Milner and Twitey today. Uh, it's been a minute since I wrote in the last time I was talking about how you guys poke fun at Lambert and how Chris Milner is the OG for real. Yeah, baby. (laughs) It was good to hear Tim last episode. Hopefully he's been doing well. I had to write in because I'm not sure how much longer Trump will allow us to send email and because y'all got me heated on the topic of millennials during the last election. Some background on me. I'm 30 and therefore an older millennial. What is the millennial, like what year are millennials born? I think I'm 20. Uh, sadly, I think I'm still. In I think it. I, right. I yeah. think the cutoff is like 31, like 83, 84. Okay. Like me, me and Sharice are on the far end. Which will of make it. you what? What's the top end of 33, it? 32, 33. Okay. Yeah, that so makes we're sense. We're talking maybe 25 to 31. No, I think it's younger than 25. No, it's, it's teenagers or millennials. Yeah. Teenagers yeah. to to your daughter might be a millennial. Ultimately, I mean, they they just <sighs> arbitrarily pick these dates. Yeah. Um, because we don't uh, know, we don't know gener- what the start date is. We feel like the end date is in the Yeah, her generation will yeah. just be known as the last 30, of us. 33, 30. <laughs> the last like that's the middle. That's the end <laughs> right. date. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, I don't know exactly where the cutoff is, but it has, it's got to have something to do with like whether you had the internet in your house when you yeah. were a kid, right? Yeah, I, think, I think like, because I'm Generation X. I think Generation X went to about 1980, 81. Mm-hmm. So then there's that couple years of overlap, like the early 80s, where you could be you could be 35, 36 years old and maybe consider yourself one or the other. Right. But um, 
All I know is I was annoyed to find out I fell into the millennial bracket. Yeah. Because I don't have Facebook. I don't do any of the millennial stuff. It really annoyed me. Well, you're not a stereotypical. You're, you're, uh, you're an OG, as a, uh, according to this email. So you're right. not stereotypical. Um, <laughs> Adrian says... bristling at that. <laughs> Adrian says... Uh, coming up with different things OG could stand for. Uh, I'm 30 and therefore an older millennial, but I graduated from college in 2010. I know you guys remember, but 2010 was a big mountain of shit for anybody trying to find a job. I, I remember. S- yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school for computer engineering, so of course I was expecting to get paid once I graduated. Life said, fuck that shit, and I realized quickly that I'd have to work in another industry until I could find the job I really wanted. The summer I graduated, I worked with a friend in his brother's landscaping company. An engineer and an architect were digging holes across North Atlanta because of the Bush-era economy. That setback still hurts my pockets today, but I'm doing better. I have friends who are my age and younger who, for real, said to me, quote, I didn't start paying attention to this healthcare stuff until a year or so ago. I really don't like it. N-word what? I'm not going to say it. Uh, I have other friends who admit they didn't look at tax rates and local policies until their wives got pregnant. I think that's about right, though. That sounds right. Get the yeah. fuck out of my face. I agree with you guys in that you should vote on behalf of the community, but a lot of millennials do not. White people are still arguing that Bernie would have won, and I don't believe it for one second. I work with a bunch of young white people who make over 50000 a year, so theoretically, I'm surrounded by Trump supporters, supporters, and they'll continue to make dumbass election, electoral decisions until they wake the hell up and understand history. Sorry for the rant, but those exit polls resulted results pissed me the hell off. The younger generation and white people of this country literally forgot about the Bush administration and handed the government back to the Republicans. I will talk shit about these people for as long as Trump is in office. Random question. A friend and I are planning a bachelor party. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That's a hell of a left turn there, Adrian. Uh, a friend and I are planning a bachelor party for our homeboy who travels between Atlanta and D.C. I love the strippers in Atlanta, but I'm wondering if we should travel up to D.C. to experience. This is the, this is, now you know he's young. Uh, travel up to D.C. to experience the talent there. What would you guys suggest? Well, Adrian, I, in Atlanta. I personally don't think this, it's not even going to come close. I think close. Atlanta. Let me answer that for you, Adrian. Because um, it's not going to come close. You're married. I've, I've been right. to the. I've to been to one strip here. club in my life. I've been to all clubs right. here. So they're your not, options up here are not great. Not at all. Yeah. Right. You've got. You're gonna be disappointed. Uh, Camelot. 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 Uh-huh. You've got El Fuego's. Okay. Right. That is the worst. There's one. There's one of them in Crystal City. You've uh, got the the Bus Boys and Poets. Yeah. You've got, the, <laughs> you've got the one that I did Crystal a bloody, City Restaurant. Bloody review on. For my first ever stand-up set that you watched. Oh, what was that one? Stadium. Stadium. Uh, Stadium. There's, there's one up Georgia Avenue from Howard University. Yeah, that there sounds is. good. The but, house. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> right off but the bat, that uh, sounds good. I heard, I heard really good things good. on the DC but murder blog. That, that sounds good. It's, it's a gay night, one night of the week, though, that one. Okay, okay. so yeah. you got to pick your nights. Yeah, and you don't but know if it's by Howard, that sounds good. What's that one called? The house? The house, yeah. Okay. Uh, the one that I went to years ago. Then there's only uh, Archibalds. Archibalds. That's used to be a comedy club above there. Yeah. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's was, where I first did comedy. Was the was Archibalds operating as a strip club at that point? Yeah. It was. It's one building, three floors. Uh-huh. The ground floor is Archibald Strip Club. The middle floor was a sports bar called Fanatics. Uh huh. Top floor was the Comedy Cafe. Uh, the Comedy Cafe had a very strict rule that you could not mention the strip club. It was owned by the same guy. You couldn't even say something complimentary. You couldn't even be like, man, guys, after the show, check out Archibald's. You're going to love it. You couldn't bring it up at all, which leads me to believe that at some point an incident happened 
because they had a rule. But then uh, the Comedy Cafe closed, and then the second and third floors became Fast Eddie's, which is you know a two floor sports bar pool hall. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then there's island. one more on Wisconsin. There's there's the Royal Palace. The Royal uh, Adrian, bottom line, they're not very good. They're um, not good here. You're going to be disappointed. Unless you've got like an Illuminati connection and you can get into one of their like catacomb fuck parties. Yeah, then. The eyes wide shut fuck party. Yeah. 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 As far as driving. Which do happen here, or, by the way. Don't think they yeah. don't. They well, do. Well, DC, yeah. <laughs> it, traveling from Atlanta to another city for strip clubs, I would assume go to Miami. Yes. Um, go yeah. south. Or Vegas. <laughs> yeah. This is the only one that's getting better than Atlanta. No, I've done that. I've yeah. done Vegas. Go to that, in, that street, the street on, off the strip called Industrial, all strip clubs. Just <laughs> just walk past all the people who aren't allowed to talk to you but hand you shit. I, I've only been to a strip club once, and I don't know if it counts because it was the Claremont Lounge in Atlanta. Oh, oh that's but that's, the, that's the like tourist a tourist trap. That's yeah. not even... It's like a fun... That's, that's like not a, even a strip club. That's yeah. like a pirate bar. Yeah, it's <laughs> like that's just some fun shit you do. No one has their eyes To there. say you do. Did they sell a shirt? Do they I, sell a t-shirt? Does anybody sell a t-shirt? I was already pretty drunk when we got there, but yeah. it, that place is like a Tom Waits song. I, uh, yeah, that's just I, some I fun shit to watch an old lady crush... Beer cans were titties. I mean, that's just yeah. <laughs> She's doing that song we just heard earlier. Yeah, you ain't in there for you ain't in there for eroticism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's the, uh, just say it like no, that. you like buy your friend a lap dance as a prank. On right, him, right, know? and he knows he takes it because mm-hmm. he knows what you guys are in there for. The best strip club I went to was with Herbie Gill when we went to Charlotte to do. Uh, oh, like last year? Oh yeah. yeah. Did Rod take y'all? No. Um, he knows a little bit about them, right? Sure. But I don't yeah. go to strip clubs anymore, right? The only reason we went to that was because the hotel where we were staying was on. It was on an. Uh, it was above like a, the strip club. No, it was next to it. There was like the hotel, and there was a strip club, and then there was just nothing. And there was the comedy. The club was in the hotel, and it was that was it. it was a strip club to the point where when we checked in, the hotel said to us, "Oh, and here's your passes to the strip club." Oh, like for oh, free. Okay. Yeah, because like the comics get free passes to the strip club. And it's like what right. hotel chain was great. This? Uh, <laughs> It was Hilton. Probably Roadway. It was Whoa. Park Hilton, yeah. yeah. Um, that's fancy. That is fancy. Yeah. And, uh, so <laughs> that sounds like, sound like some Roadway shit. Yeah, Double Tree, yeah. you got to cook. <laughs> we did the worst uh, show, um, followed by uh, going to this strip club, which was the f- absolutely fantastic. It was okay. probably more money been put into this building, the furnishings. All they had big easy chairs with like wing backs, except they all had little wheels on so you could roll them out so the girls could come and strip on you. Ah, really yeah. good, like, That's a good menu. touch. That's a good touch. Uh, really good menu, like nice, heavy, thick cardstock paper, yeah. decent font. Well described dishes. Oh wow, we're the describing font. the menu. Yeah, I was, describing I was the font impressed. of the menu. The food was good, and then they had the amen. That was what I thought you meant by really yeah. good menu. Like, did you guys th- go over there for lunch? <laughs> yeah. when it I was, was it just the taste. I had a steak. Thickness. It was a good steak. It was a well cooked steak. <laughs> when I was in Austin, we used to go to the Yellow Rose. They were connected with a uh, Cap City Comedy Club, so all the comedians would go over there. Fucking Dan Natterman. <laughs> do. Who's that? Dan Natterman, he's a hilarious comic. Hilarious. Yeah. A little bit of a deviant. <laughs> but he's a, I don't want to say he's a deviant. He went to strip club a lot. Okay. <laughs> he would just disappear. It's like during the day. <laughs> like, hey Dan, oh. you wanna get together and you wanna uh you wanna go in Austin or something like that? I'm going to strip club. <laughs> When I lived in when I lived in Seattle, they had um, like it was against the law for like first of all the strippers at uh, Seattle strip clubs had to wear pasties 
Uh, yeah, you have to do that in Texas. Uh, which I don't know if that's still a thing, but also it was illegal to serve alcohol at strip clubs. Oh, no. But they would still have the like the two drink minimum. So like you got to go in there and like buy an orange juice <laughs> and then was watch it, a nippleless all, woman dance for you. Was it all nude? What? Was it all nude? I don't think so. Because in Texas they do they have all nude, but you they can't but, serve liquor. Okay. They're all nude. And if the woman is completely naked, she can't, if she's doing, give me a table and she can't touch you if she's completely naked, but she can put a thong on and do whatever the fuck she touch wants you. to do to you. Uh, people wrote these laws. People were like, all right, yeah. it, what, how well, much clothing well, should this is on? Right, Compromise is so, the beauty of, uh, his, of a democratic his, society. Did I you guess. listen to the Mark Maron with Sasha Baron Cohen when he's yeah. going in? depth about talking about the decency laws in different states yeah. right so they'd film different things in different states right. depending yes, on the decency, decency laws, laws. you've got to yeah. know them so you don't break them so you can like walk them but not break them in fuegos is byob you, you oh, can bring okay. your own liquor so they can't serve it to you but can't you can bring serve it, it. You is it all nude uh yes and so i guess you, you got to pay an uncorking fee yeah. No, you, you just don't. have to walk through a metal detector, no phones, bring your own booze. And they don't even charge you for the uncorking. Don't charge you for anything. Some yeah. bars do that. Un- new, un- the nude clubs in the all nude in Texas, you they can't serve liquor, so you have to bring you bring your own stuff. Yeah. Problem with that is that the girl can't touch you. What's the point? You know? You're going for the fantasy and she can't even she can't even touch you. Right. So uh, we never really got down with all nude. We would go to just regular strip clubs. Because at least the girl, and they play their part. They know what the fuck it what is. What the fuck they don't serve booze? It's just like some really hardline stripper enthusiast. It's like, I don't go for the fucking booze. Yeah. Go for the talent. <laughs> go for the songs. Go for the I dances. Don't even, go for the mystique. I go to hear Cherry Pie. Yeah. Go yeah. for the moves. Four, four times a night. I don't even know what that impulse is. It's like a don't get gremlins wet thing. Like, like you yeah. can have gremlins, but don't. Like yeah, don't. You got to keep them separate. Yeah, Austin was like that. Every usually, any place is a good comedy club. There's a strip club associated with it because the you know the life like strippers. There's always strippers around a comedy show. At uh, least, at least, all that? they not used here. to be not here, but that's because the night because it's they both work at night. I honestly think if a stripper <laughs> turned up in a DC open mic, people wouldn't stop talking about it for six years. Well, comics can't. I got it. I got propositioned by one on Twitter after a show in uh, Seattle a, a couple stripper? of years okay. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. that's very cool. I did. Uh, I was featuring at the Comedy Underground in Seattle, and then like the next day, in like my mentions on Twitter, there was so just like a public post where it was like, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but the first line it was like. Hey, liked your show last night. Is you fucking? And then, uh, <laughs> and then a photo of her in like a bikini. How she look? Uh-huh. She was beautiful. You well, know Try, and try to you, be fucking? Was you fucking? <laughs> uh, after that, I was. I spent the rest of the weekend at yeah, her that's, apartment. That's a good and then man. She gave me a ride to the airport. That's a good man. There we go. There we go. Oh, See, young comics, name? this is what you're looking for. I, I don't remember her stripper name. She was, uh, she was also like. Was this in? Where was this? Seattle. This is Seattle. It was like uh, this must have been like two and a half years ago or something. But her name was okay. Rain. Uh, <laughs> R-E-I-G. I mean, her Probably. actual name was Rochelle. Uh, Rochelle. Yeah, like okay. a very French name. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I never caught her stripper name. I don't think I asked. You didn't ask. That would be my first question. Hmm. Um, Adriel's lap, wrap up his email. He says, "Thanks again, not only for the podcast, but the comedy and historical context you guys provide when talking about current events." Peace. Uh, let's do another email. 
Speaking of Seattle, Ed from Seattle emailed us. He hasn't emailed us in a while. Hey, uh, hey 3GO, thanks for the great podcast. The loved, loved the return of Sock Puppet number one. That's Haywood. I need a big laugh in the disaster of an election. You guys kept me going at work, especially when I know some, a lot of these jack wagons I work with voted for that raging Cheeto. Mm-hmm. I never I never warmed up to the phrase jack wagons. I've never so heard of it before. I kind of like it. That feels jack like wagon. something that a Clint Eastwood character would call someone. <laughs> Get out of here, jack yes, wagon. <laughs> fucking jack wagon. <laughs> uh, I know what you mean. Say no more. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I wonder what is your take on your fellow comedians who think Trump is not so bad? And this will aid in the death of political correctness. I'm talking about Carollo, Rogan, and others. I find it hard to take them seriously when, they one, they have no real stake in the game. Two, they have always had a venue to spout nonsense. And three, any type of protest is just whining, quote, work harder. How they can't see that this dude is bad, his cohorts are bad, and Trump is not up for the job. Keep up the good work. Sorry for the ramble. And then Ed gave us a little off-mic side note in his email. So we'll get to that later. Um the death of political correctness, I don't think that's a fantasy. I don't think that's going to happen. And I think it's bullshit. I don't think that, that doesn't even make any sense. Um, who said it? Carollo, Rogan? I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I do think, I don't know if this is the same thing, but I do think that if this is going to, if there's going to be one positive out of this, it's going to make people on the left focus on what matters and not be so easily distracted. That's yeah. my hope anyway, is that like with what we're, dealing with now where it's such a degree of extremity beyond what we were dealing with before. I think it is going to make it harder to get distracted by shit that really doesn't matter. I think Corolla and Corolla and Rogan, I wouldn't speak to Rogan. I'll speak to Corolla. Corolla wants to be able to say the foul shit that's in his head. Right. That's what he means. Mm -hmm. Rogan I don't think is going that route. So I wouldn't put I would put, I would the put two Rogan of them in the sort of the category of and I haven't listened to his podcast, but oh, I have. He's but he's in the I mean I would have in, yeah. in the past, but not like about this. Yeah. No, I haven't listened about this. But yeah. he's he's a com- he's more of a stand up comic. I mean mm-hmm. Corolla's a comedic personality. But you know, when you talk about PC with comics, you're often talking about all the different rules you have to face in a college gig, mostly it's colleges, and how they basically repress speech when comics have any even minor opinion, mm-hmm. say something, anything that sort of goes against the grain of the left-leaning crowd. Even if you're going to bring it back, they don't even let you get to the end of the joke mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So if he's talking about that, I don't think it's going to put an end to that. I think people, especially in the short term, are going to be like, let's be louder liberals. Mm-hmm. And that will all that will filter down to shouting down comedians at comedy shows as well as protesting the president. So it's not going to put an end to that. The country's not going to change because the places where political correctness hurts comedy are always going are they're still going to be the same. Yeah, it's still going to be colleges or young crowds. Let's say. Yeah, it's, they're not going to change. I mean, different crowds might come out to different shows in comedy clubs and in certain cities, certain parts of the country, but. The only place political correctness really affects comedy on a day-to-day basis is college gigs. Right. You and know? I mean, it, I, th- I think most of the backlash to that is uh, fucking stupid because it's the, like they can make whatever decision they want to about it. Like you wouldn't right. expect, if you got booked for a corporate show, you wouldn't expect to be allowed to say whatever you want. Young comedians, young comedians do and rail against it and when i hear them talking that i'm usually like you need to shut the fuck up yeah because you don't i don't think you understand 
how how this is how this works. You don't. Yeah, but I mean, young comedians a lot of the time haven't got the chops to develop the, the get, material that they, they want so far, so they have to rely right, on a lot of shop. They, they really get some they get booked for these shows, but they don't seem to understand that. If you take a corporate gig. When you get booked for a corporate gig, you're booked for a specific thing. They set the rules. That's why they're paying you this money. Right. They set the rules for you. You accept the money. You accept the rules. Yeah. You and I talked about that one time. You did a gig in Canada, I think. Oh, I, yeah. Remember I you flow, you have flown out somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Gig and it, oh, was, yeah. it was messing with you about the about the content. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Is that I the had ski and snowboard. Yeah, thing? yeah. I had to or my jacket. I had to write a write a monologue <laughs> for <laughs> an awards show uh, for ski documentaries. Yeah. And, but that wasn't like. A, but there's nothing. But that the, wasn't but about like what can I get away with yeah, saying. It was more like how do I write a monologue about this? skiing? Yeah, and they yeah. want you to do. That's what you have to do because yeah. you agreed to do this. So right. The thing with colleges though is is. Uh, there's this idea of what colleges should be and what they used to be. Yeah. And they used to be the bastions of free speech, blah, 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 that embraced Lenny Bruce and embraced young George Carlin and got them away from the repressive crowds uh, that they were dealing with. And colleges have turned into the most repressive crowds for mm -hmm. comics. And people have this idealistic idea. Well, it's a bunch of 21, 22-year-olds. When you see 21, 22-year-olds at the comedy club, they're fine. But you're talking about colleges. You know, when you perform on campus, you're performing for people who hang out on campus. And so maybe the people who, if you do a bar off campus, the crowd's way different. I've had both of those. The on-campus crowd is different than the off-campus crowd. So people have this idea of what colleges should be. Non-comics assume colleges are still the bastion of free speech that embrace George Carlin. But it's not. It's just not the case anymore. And people need to stop mourning that and accept it. And just say, okay, colleges aren't the place for me. If you're goofy and you do jokes I, about the price of books, great. Yeah. Do colleges. Yeah, colleges but all if day. If you're going to go up there and, and take on uh, sacred cows, and it's their sacred cows. I think a lot of that has to do with how much more money is involved than used to be. I, I think they have, they're way more concerned about, like, part of it is like sort of the echo chamber effect of, yeah. like, uh, people being protected against ideas that they might find uncomfortable. But I think a lot of it is just protecting an investment that they have to do much more vigilantly now mm -hmm. than they used to. And also people grow up slower. Right. The maturity level of a 20-year-old now is different than the maturity level of a Generation X 20-year-old, which was different than the generation before. And also, I mean, the, the, the integrity of colleges has slowly declined over the years. Now it's just an expensive, fast. Like You can see a lot of people being very successful, never went to college or dropped out of college, and there's right. more and more of them turning up. Back when our parents or my parents went, it was like, if you don't go to college, you're probably not going to amount to very much. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's yeah. a lot of it also, I think, is just, uh, I've said this before, when you do a college, there are two shows going on, the show on stage and the show everyone in the crowd is putting on for each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Being on the right side of things, mm -hmm. not laughing too hard, you know, tisk tisk at the wrong topic, because they're still trying to be, they're still trying to figure out who they are, and yeah. they're not willing to necessarily let go outside of the bubble yeah. and laugh at things. And it gets maddening as a comic because you'll say something that's not remotely controversial. Mm -hmm. And they'll they'll like pull back and like, wait a minute, that wasn't even the thing I expected you guys to not like. Right. You know, I just said something about, you know, I did a college once years ago and I did a bit about the price is right. And I said, 
you know, when you're a kid, most of the reason you watch Price is Right is because the smokes, the spokes models walking around. You're looking at those girls. The crowd pulled back on me on that. They were like, what? Like, and then they know it's true. I know it's true. But they don't want to admit it around the people they're around. So that's that right. kind of shit where you're like, for me, it was like, well, colleges aren't the place for me. Even though I'm the age of these people at that point. And whenever I meet someone of this age group outside of this setting they're normal and they like my act hmm. in a group setting on campus it's not going to work right you know i, so. uh, I got in trouble in sp- specific ignorance uh, for slut shaming a shark <laughs> yeah <laughs> really? yeah the crowd really pulled back on it because there was one question about uh like um sharks will eat the fetus other fetuses in the womb that don't share their paternity uh-huh. so apparently like women get impregnated by lots of different men and have lots of different men's babies inside oh, and they can get simultaneously th- and, pregnant yeah okay. and, the, and the babies will eat any that aren't their father so i was like it's an obvious joke about a woman having more than one man's child in her belly at the same right. time right and then everyone was just like no, how dare you? Can't you? Slut shame. Whether yeah. it's a shark or anything like, <laughs> it's a fucking shark. Like I was carrying the shark on my back. You don't know what lady sharks have gone through. Yeah, yeah I know. Apparently, I didn't. The and, thing about uh, slut shaming too. And Sharice brought it up later that night. It was really weird. She was like, "You know, they didn't like it when you shut sl- slut shame that shark." I was like, "Yeah, actually, I was just thinking about that." But thanks for reading my my mind. Think about it. Like about slut. Hold on. Think about slut shaming. I've never understood this. The term. When you say something about a shark or a woman or anything, and you're talking about any kind of promiscuity, people who accuse you of slut shaming, they're the ones that introduce the word slut to it. <laughs> yeah. They make it harsher in their critique of you. I've never understood, like, how can you, it's like, take any other situation. If someone says something about Mexican people and, and someone says, oh, you're spick shaming, <laughs> like, you introduced the the worst word like why would you do that uh sake of alliteration mostly yeah well i guess so but they have the slut walk and all these things it's like don't treat me like a slut it's like no i was just talking about a shark you brought sluts into this you made this about sluts or if you're talking about some woman and someone else says hey don't slut shame her you just called her a slut right you brought the word slut it's just to me it just it doesn't make sense uh, as a turn, I guess the alliteration. They're trying to take it back, man. Yeah, I guess so. Take back the power of slut. Yeah, the thing about, like I said, the Corolla, Corolla and people of that ilk, they just want to be able to say foul shit. So they're praying that this age of this age of Trump will allow them to start saying foul shit again. I don't even think that's going to really happen. Because no, what happens, Corolla doing okay? Like, isn't yeah, he's he? Doing fine. He's more like he's like the one of the top podcasts ever. Yeah, he's doing fine, yeah. but he wants to be able to say foul shit. But what's going to happen is when you when you want to keep just saying foul shit, there's going to be people who are going to flex, flex back at you. That's going to happen. Right. What they want is to be able to say foul shit without having people flex back at you. But then that's the, that's, that's the not thing going again. To stop. That's them being sensitive, even though they accuse everyone else also of being, being PC and well, sensitive. Well, yeah, I mean, it's right. just, it's not like everyone's so politically correct. No, you're a rude person. Yeah, you're like, a piece of shit. It's not that people are politically correct. It's that you're a piece of shit. And you've been allowed to be a piece of shit because... People had to just take it. Now people are like, I don't take this shit. I don't think Obama being in White House in the White House did much at all to curtail Adam Carolla's ability to nope. say awful shit. It no. made him more money yeah. because more people came to him. Right. Because oh, he's the guy who tells the truth about things. No, he doesn't. He's just a fucking guy. You seen the, the Trump Cup thing? No, what's the Trump Cup? Uh I don't know. There was like some viral video where uh a a I don't know, like a guy didn't get served or his coffee came late oh, at the yeah, Starbucks yeah, yeah. because guess, he was a Trump oh, yeah. supporter. Trump. And so Trump. now 
Trump supporters are protesting yeah. Starbucks yeah. by giving them money. By giving and them money. Then, yeah. That's... Uh, by buying coffee and writing and having them write Trump yeah. on their yeah. cups. They're, they're funding the war on Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by going to by Starbucks giving and giving them money. Like, you have no idea how protest works. Yeah. yeah. You don't get this. Well, it's the same thing with the with the dude who's like, yeah, they're, they're protesting God, taking God and, and religion out of Christmas, so I'm going to... Go and buy things right. from them. Are you fucking idiot! What are you? That was a Trump supporter at Big Hunt last night. You see that? Oh really? no! It, yeah, what yeah. did he say? Oh, he was wasted. He was in the second row. He's really, really fat white guy. Weirdly surrounded by loads of like Southeast Asian women. Like a load of Indian. <laughs> were they with him? Or were they just sitting? <laughs> no, around? they were with him. Like I think they were all in medical school. Um, oh, but this guy he's... was so hammered, and uh, and I got on stage, and then <laughs> he started talking about how. Uh, like I was gonna get kicked out of the country. Oh, he told you that. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he heard your accent. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I was just Should've like, kicked him in his fat. Oh well, no, face. it was fine. Just it was funny. It was great. I just gave him enough rope to hang himself with. I was just like, oh, so you're Trump supporter? And he's like, yep. And there was just this huge silence. And I was just like, uh, just uh, in case anyone missed that, this guy here <laughs> is a Trump supporter. He's the guy that looks exactly like you would expect <laughs> a, Trump a Trump supporter, supporter. to look like. He's just, and then I just he was wasted. I just went in on him for a while. And yeah. uh, they ended up leaving, but um, well, and that's the thing. Like all this again, like these PC crowds, but they it, shut you down. Those people yell out. The Trumps. I've had Trump supporters yeah. yell yeah. out. But I mean, yeah. I mean, we we can be like we can be uh, you know all high and mighty about it because we're in DC or in New York or yeah. LA. Like they're they're you know it could be the whole different. They're outnumbered in South Bend, Indiana. Exactly, it <laughs> yeah. might be the whole reverse situation. Right, guys, just like this guy's a Hillary supporter. Yeah, and everyone's just fucking throwing daggers at them. Yeah, yeah. well, that's definitely happening. Of course. I, mean, I just think that it's always, you've got to remember the, the two sides of the coin here. I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and talk about how ridiculous everything is, but we're in a fucking bubble. Actually, you know what? I disagree with that. I've never, I've never, I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. Was that? We got two more emails. Do you want to, you want to um, run to them? You want to save them? Let's do them. Let's okay. do them. We got one from Daryl. The bubble thing. I, like when we talk about it a little later, I like that. I've thought a lot about this, the bubble All right. aspect. Um, Should we just save it next week? Get into it. This email is from, I guess he signed his name D, so we'll call him D. What's good, fellas and sock puppet? Hopefully, Haywood. That (laughs) word is hilarious. (laughs) Nope. That king is hilarious. Before I go to my question, I got to blow some smoke all up y'all asses first. Thank you. Andy, the shit you say on the podcast on the regular has me for real laughing out loud. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, When Randolph gets angry and starts preaching on these racist-ass bigots, that's everything to me. I can Thank feel you. the anger through my headphones. Good. Uh, if I lived in the D.C. area, I would check you guys out as much as I can. You could come see me December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at the Arlington Cinema Draft House Green Room. Uh, all right, so here's my question. Just like you, Randolph, I will be soon trying to raise a daughter in an interracial relationship. I am Afro-Cuban and my wife is white. What pro tips can you offer me on what to look forward to? He's from Oakland. Say again? He's from... Uh, which part? The whole thing? Yeah. Uh, he's Afro-Cuban. <laughs> I am Afro-Cuban, uh-huh. and my wife is white. Uh-huh. What pro tips can you offer me on what to look for? He's about to be raising a daughter. Uh, he's from Oakland. You got to, first of all, you got to look into doing her hair. You have, you have to take control of that. You got to take control of her skin care. Your wife's not going to know about lotion. You got to look into, into hair care products. You have to do all that. Don't leave that to your wife. You leave it to your wife. It's going to get fucked up. The yeah. reason why it's going to get fucked up is because she has no concept of what has to be done. You know what has to be done, so do it. Don't fuck off and let this and be like, well, she'll she'll take care of it. Mm-mm. You don't want an ashy daughter. No. You have to take care of that, or you're going to have a daughter walking around itching all the time for no good reason. And it's, it's You have to do all. You have to do those things. You have to 
think to yourself, okay, she just doesn't know these things, so I got to do it. Now, do white women? Here's the thing: my wife uses lotion a lot of time. Not all nearly kinds of enough. Are you sure about that? I'm, yeah, she uses a little bit. I'm, I'm pretty sure. You know my wife? I'm pretty sure. You've been around my wife? <laughs> but uh, there's a lotion conspiracy. But I mean, women typically use a lot of lotion. Yeah. Whenever you say white there's a lotion conspiracy or something like that, white people have no idea the amount of lotion that black skin needs. You just don't. You don't. There's no reason for you to know it. I mean. But, I, my point that's is not, white that's women. Not fair. Ask your wife. It's not about fair or nothing. It's just the way it is. It's not fair. <laughs> Ask your wife. Your my, wife my doesn't point, lotion, lotion up regularly. Lotion isn't cheap. Yeah, she it's lotions all the time. Of course Bro, she do does. Gallons and gallons of <laughs> and the stuff. When you have that's children, where I come up with my conspiracy pol- theory. I'm like, this money has to be going somewhere. Oh, the this lotion money's lobby. got to be going Big somewhere. Big lotion. Al Sharpton is getting a cut of lotion. <laughs> if he's not... You gotta put it on, man. In the winter, it it's just even fills worse. up the bins. Like, in just the got, winter, like, it's where it's what has to happen. Containers of lotion. Now yeah, had, Tim has talked about how he has different lotion for different yeah, parts of do his body. I. Yeah. Um, does your wife do that too? Does she have like the face lotion? She's a woman. Arm? Yes. She She's better her body because lotion. there's lots of different bottles. She's a woman, yeah. so yes. That's not even a question. Well, this is my point. Uh, yeah, otherwise she, I'd just insist you'd bought like a, a trash bin sized tub. I used to do a bit on stage that uh, the, was the only problem with my wife's whiteness was her lotion application on our daughter. That's my problem. And is that any woman who's involved with, with somebody black, listen, however much lotion you think you should put on your child, double or triple that daily. Okay. That's enough. Uh, this, this is where <laughs> I was going. I'm not happy until I was a bar of soap in the shower. That daily, that's that's where enough. I was going with that. Okay, white women that I've been around do lotion a lot and they enjoy buying lotion and all the different types and scents right. and all that. I would think... Black people don't give a fuck about lotion other than they, cocoa they lotion butter. Their hands. I'm, I'm not done yet. White cocoa people do butter. Neutrogena hand lotion. <laughs> that's it. And maybe I'm not done yet. Face. What, like my wife buys a lot of lotion. All right? I would think... That if she had now a a black or half black daughter running around, it would be just a great opportunity for her to get even to more use lotion. A, to use the lotion. Well, but it's because she's into it. So yeah. like, I would think that okay, maybe she doesn't need, maybe she needs to double it, but she would happily buy twice as much lotion because women be they, the women be shopping, be shopping for lotion <laughs> for lotion specifically. Women be shopping for lotion. But like, I would think that a white woman would Hamburger. see that as an opportunity <laughs> to say, "Oh, you know, more, women be shopping for lotion. more lotion." Trips see, but women, me. white women are about the smell of the lotion, citrus and shit. Black black Cucumber people don't melon. care about none of that shit. Yeah, Cocoa need- butter. <laughs> Cocoa butter but that has a smell. With shea smell. butter, it's with with shea butter infused. Okay. So is I didn't more? start fucking with the vanilla lotion until I, till I got with Amy. <laughs> oh. I remember once. Do you remember Tabacco? Remember that show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once I was on stage and there was just this uh, like this bag by the side. I was like, oh shit, is this anyone's bag? And I picked it up and looked inside and it was just a three liter bottle of cocoa butter. <laughs> I was like, oh, Rallo's yeah. your bag. I was like, oh, it's my bag. <laughs> yeah, it was like, he had a bag for his cocoa butter. Yeah. There was nothing else in the bag. It's yeah. too much for utility bill. <laughs> it was too big a thing. It was this big. Also on the serious tip is the, the race stuff. You have to take the lead and you have to handle it. And that's a serious thing. You got to take the lead and you have to handle it. Because believe me, it's going to happen. Yeah. And you can't be waiting on her to address it. You got to go out in front. And you can't be afraid of hurting hurting your woman's feelings. You can't concern yourself with that. Like, And, and her feelings probably are, gonna, are going to get hurt. I can tell you that point blank. They're going to. But what she has to understand is that this is not – when you – discuss whiteness you're not discussing her she needs to understand that that's that which also is a very white thing like oh you're talking about me no i'm not like that 
talking about you. I'm talking about in in the group. I like lotion. So these things, right? But I like lotion. I My think, wife likes lotion. I think yeah. you should you should release yeah. like a public health pamphlet round of like how to talk to your family about lotion. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Do <a> sketch. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right, we got one more email. I know Spidey was very silent on this. Oh yeah, yeah. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I well, got nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, any advice for uh, <laughs> for raising an interracial daughter? Yeah, oh yeah, I'll field this one, buddy. <laughs> you're, from a, you're from a cold climate. Twice though. from Minnesota, yeah. No, yeah. you just you rub snow on you if you get ashy. Yeah. I guess so. Ice. You got to have lotion. Did up you there. put lotion on when you left the house? Today? And no, no, no. In Minnesota. Oh yeah, Minnesota. like dur- I mean, yeah, during the. Uh, during the wintertime, it gets so fucking cold there that no moisture exists in the air. So, like, so my, you know what we have to use? Uh, Vaseline. Okay. Vaseline in cube, infused with cocoa butter. Uh, I use that in a deep winter. Yeah, we just like had like hand lotion and stuff because otherwise my knuckles and my uh, Start to like, hurt. in between my yeah. fingers. Now, imagine that feeling on your whole body. Mm. <laughs> okay. That's black people have lotion their whole body. Yeah. I, I use it's lotion a on thing. my legs. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. I start from the foot and go all the way up. It's a thing. By the time you're the at the whole, top, your feet are ashy again. Yeah, the you whole thing. Yeah, if I, if I do more than my hands, I get super greasy. Yeah, That's and a, then it, nope, yeah. got to do the whole thing. And then in the winter, it's Vaseline with, Vaseline now makes a Vaseline with cocoa butter in it. That for the winter. You just come right out of the shower wet and just start putting it on while you're wet. Does it smell like Vaseline, though? It smells like cocoa butter. They, they have the smell. They got the smell. Like cocoa yeah, I was going to say, because that's like a Vaseline very clinical smell. Yeah, yeah. Vaseline is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. But if you ain't got no money, if, if, you come, if you're coming up hard, black parents will, will just put get a tub of Vaseline and just put that on. Like between rounds of a fight. Right. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you just got punched. Works. Yeah. Keeps margarine. Yeah. Can't avoid Vaseline. We use margarine. Vaseline's a bitch to rub in. Jesus. Just because you just keep rubbing. Oh, yeah, it doesn't rub in. Rubbing and rubbing, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't wash off either. (laughs) This layer of Vaseline. Uh, We have one last email from Dominique. Yay. Uh, Dominique, who is uh, Curvy Jones on Twitter. Dominique says, "Uh, what's up, 3GO? Been a minute since I reached out. Trying to raise a daughter. I've been riveted during the last few weeks of the podcast as America descends into hell. Good times, good times. I didn't watch a second of election returns. I just couldn't. It was a Netflix and leftovers night, and I went to bed early, woke up at 4 a.m. the next day, cursed loudly and cried, avoided most news, escaped into my art. We're going to need your art to get through the next four years. Lordy, yes. So listen, I just have a question. Where Tim at? That was all. That was bold and caps, by the way. I've seen that last uh, week. I remember we called him last Call week. Him, yeah. I remember when I first found this podcast, Mumble, years ago. Honestly, can't remember. And I loved the original vibe of you three together. And here's a quote from Tim Miller. What is kale and why doesn't it have gravy on it? <laughs> Made me hit subscribe. It's chemistry. It's magic. It's huge. Bigly. Not that I mind the sock puppets, especially my faves, which, by the way, English Bay is one of them. Um, I think she coined that term. She did. Yeah. What's up, Dominique? But when we get the magic back, aside from that, thanks for being here for us. Don't go nowhere. Thanks in advance. Sincerely, team hashtag Tim Miller lives. P.S. Break a leg to Andy on his CD recording. Um, Tim's got a few things going on. One, he's trying to raise a daughter. He's trying to raise a daughter who requires copious amounts of lotion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two. Tim, Tim angrily mo- applying lotion to his daughter just, all day. Just been moisturizing <laughs> his little girl this whole time. Right. Uh, two. As he was when he was on a few months ago, he's dealing with some health issues. Which you know, at, at some point you gotta 
take some time for yourself, rest up, that kind of thing. Three, he is, uh, I think he mentioned this on the podcast a while back, he started a couple side businesses. He does photography, he does video, he does, he'll do your wedding, he did Chris Miller's yeah, my wedding. wedding. Very good photos. Um, if you're in the D.C. area... Don't remind him that I need to pay him. Oh, you got to pay him. If you're in the D.C. Oh, area, no, no, no. hit up Tim Miller to come photograph your wedding. He'll do video as well. All that work, pretty much, is weekend work. So that kind of leaves very little or no time for the podcast. So he's got a lot of... Uh, got a lot of irons in the fire uh, now. Yeah, things he's juggling. Plus, Dominique, on a side note, he's told me and David off mic that he doesn't really like Andy and Randolph. That was the main reason. Yeah, do that's weird. He told me off mic he doesn't like you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's that doesn't weird. explain why he hasn't been here, though. <laughs> no, that's just... No, he just said that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Randomly. So everyone like, needs a mantra. He's like, hey, guys. The podcasts are getting a bit one-dimensional. <laughs> just he'll walk up to me at Beer Bear and say, are you recording right now? I'm like, no. He'll be like, I don't like Chris Milner and David Twain. I'll be like, cool. That was off mic. Why did he say Chris's name first? He does um, definitely use... Because he's sock puppet number, well, two. Twelve or something. No, I think you're two. You got a nickname. I got into an argument with Hayward about who was more popular. Chris is eating <laughs> yeah, on the he podcast. told us. No. Chris is eating on the podcast He got right really now. angry. You know what? Maybe we should put it up to a vote. No. He's sure he's sure he'll win. He's on less frequently than you because he's trying to raise kids. No, he says he's on more than more than I'm on. He has been in total, maybe. Yeah, in total. Lately, yeah. you've been on more for sure. Right. Um, he has been on uh, for probably longer. If we're going as far as his first right, time yeah. on. But I don't know. Maybe we'll put up. Maybe the listeners. I if don't want that to be a vote. If you want to vote, I love Haywood. We'll do a Twitter vote, a Twitter poll. Okay. But you know, see who you like more, Chris. Or Haywood. Or we'll have a third option. I love them both. Or a fourth option. Elton. I hate them both. <laughs> Elton. Elton <laughs> hasn't been on in a while. He's, I think he's been out of town lately. He's in a good relationship, you know. He's happy. happy no, I, I love I'm happy to give Soap Puppet number one position to Haywood. He hasn't got much in his life. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have much. No. Nothing. Huh? Um, so that's the uh, emails this week. Three guys on at gmail.com. If you want to email us, we will most likely read it on the show and uh you can also find us on twitter and facebook etc so what else we're at hour six right now where are we at hey hour randolph six. here's a question where do you keep all your festive decorations every time there's a festive period you uh, have different decorations strictly on my wife i don't know things disappear <laughs> she just has i don't just know just a decorative container i don't know yeah literally like i don't know <laughs> things just appear just come out of nowhere i don't because there's turkeys on the wall there well, those I those, know where those came from. Draw, draw those were brought home. <laughs> so did she? Did she color all those? That's cool. Yeah, those yeah. were brought home. She colored all those turkeys. Yeah, inside uh, the lines too. Yeah, well, she's, she's pretty good. At, she's uh, not I'll retarded. Yeah, she does a lot of. <laughs> she's not retarded. I'll show at, you, ever since Trump I'll show you won, she's been upstairs. doing a yeah, lot of yeah, art. Yeah, she's yeah. doing a lot of art since Trump won. I think um, she's just descended into that. She's coping in the, the same way as George W. Bush. The bubble thing is when people say we we coastal elites that we live in a bubble and that we don't understand people in the Rust Belt. And I've thought about this a lot. Uh, first of all, fuck people in the Rust Belt. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> that's the first thing. Second thing is well, that... That's th- really disproving the point <laughs> yeah, of being right. a West Coast elite. Though. But second thing, and I'll tell you, well, I have reason to say that, which I'm coming back to, but we actually don't live in a bubble. I know you. You're an Englishman. Yeah. No one in the no one in the in the Midwest knows an Englishman unless he fucking fell in there. Right, right. Milo it's a bubble of it's a bubble of culturalism. It's a bubble of tolerance. It's a bubble of yeah, culturalism, tolerance, different types of people. We live amongst Republicans. Well, put it. We live amongst we live amongst we live amongst all these different people, and we have chosen this. 
You see what I'm saying? Well, they made a choice too, and their choice was to just live there. Well, they have their own bubble with their people, right? Yeah, right. They, they live in have a bubble, the, and their bubble is full. They of They couldn't believe bubble. that Hillary got as many votes right. as she did. Their yeah. bubble, That's the bubble they live in, in the same and, bubble and we can't believe Trump she got has as many won votes as he got. on just on votes on points. She's won. Here, here's how <laughs> it is. Here's a, how poorly, it is a bubble. Here's how little they believe yeah. that there are memes going around, which they are, which they generate that yeah. Trump won the popular vote. Yeah. And they believe it wholeheartedly. They don't say, no, is that right? They just believe it because it was in a JPEG. That's how little they think of Hillary's popularity. This is the logical conclusion of what started with Fox News. Like, everyone has their own news now that can back up any viewpoint that you want justified. Right. Right. And, like, we do live in a bubble to the extent where, I mean, like, just from doing comedy, I think I have a more diverse circle of friends mm-hmm. than 90% of people mm-hmm. like all kinds of people well, think but about all that. sort of like minded to some well, degree well think about that there's no reason for you to know me right you see what I'm saying and anybody that you've chosen that's like minded to to that you know was an active decision that you made it wasn't because you weren't exposed to somebody else who right, disagrees exactly. right. so you've chosen to surround yourself with people no, that no, no, think no, the I'm same not saying or that. 90% feel but the yeah, same but I got to choose and I've, and I've been exposed to other people and right. I've heard other people right, right. these people don't, leave, don't I, live there okay, they but, don't even but, th- but regardless whether or, not whether or not they're in exile because they don't have a choice or whether it's self-imposed exile because we don't want to know them you're still in your bubble if your Facebook feed <laughs> is just popping off with people saying I can't believe Trump won it's just because you're surrounding yourself yeah, with liberal right. people but then you but Why then not? you add in the wild card I know. that everybody leaves out. Everybody leaves it out. You add in the wild card of race. I don't want to know anybody there because they they think I'm less than them. Then mm-hmm. they think I'm taking something from them, and I don't want to know them. I have no desire to teach somebody that I'm not O dog. Yes, honey. That I'm not O dog, you know, from a movie. Yeah. You know, I'm not out of New Jack City or something they saw in a video. Some other letter dog. That's how black people are. I have no desire to do that. And people. Diamond dog from Con Air. Right. And people (laughs) all, exactly. Oh, they're all like that. They're all because Not because, as you say, Diamond dog from Con Air. And it's funny to us. Right. It's serious to them. Yeah. Like, well, that's, that's how they are. Fuck them. I have no desire to know them. I have no desire to change their mind. I was talking to a lady here. She, we were talking about her daughter plays basketball with my daughter. She's a white lady who has two adopted kids. As Ali Wong would say, she has one jungle Asian child from, from Vietnam oh, yeah. or something. Who's a one classy Asian yeah, child. No, no. And she has a black child. Oh. The, the Asian. That's the, why I call them classy Asians. Yeah, the classy the black <laughs> children, classy Asians. The black child is, is, the Vietnamese one is probably 18, 19, because she's about ready to go out of school and go on her way to college. The young one is Ava's age. They're in the same grade and all that. And we were talking about this the other day. And we were saying the same thing about the bubble. She was like, do you think I'm going to take my black daughter around them? Do you think that's going to happen? Because it's not. Yeah. You think I'm taking my daughter around these fucking animals? Right. That's never going to happen. Not by choice it ain't. Your position is valid. Yeah, fuck these guys, whatever. But I don't don't have a choice. But wait, but here's the point that a lot of people... you at least recognize they exist. Road comics recognize they exist. A lot of people in these bubbles can't believe that there are that many people out there that are racist, Mm -hmm. that are sexist, that do want to vote for Trump. That's That's the bubble I'm talking about, is the ignorance. That's white liberalism. In New York, when I lived there. That's coastal elitism. And that's horrific. I call that that white liberalism because black people like this, like the Chappelle sketch with Chappelle and and Chris Rock. We're like, well, yeah. 
Yeah. We fucking believe it. Right. White white people on coast don't believe yeah, it. And I'll right? cop, like, I'll cop to it. I felt like a fucking idiot when it came <laughs> out because I really thought like... I consider myself a very cynical mm. person, but I what? never thought for a second that he was actually going to win. I never thought it was actually yeah, going to yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah the uh, limits is when he got and, nominated, and I was like, well, this is this has gone far enough. Now we'll... And yeah. part of what makes this one unique, I think, it, like this particular election, it? is that I know that I know more than one person who voted for Trump, yeah. but I only know one person who copped to it. Yeah. Uh, and that was my cousin, and then he unfriended me on Facebook. <laughs> So he made his own bubble. It's going, it's going both yeah. directions. There you go. Yeah. That's the, that's well, the bubble. He, he that's posted, how the integrity of the bubble is reinforced. <laughs> my my cousin posted a meme on Facebook that said, uh, JFK put a man on the moon. Obama put one in the ladies' room. And I just posted a oh, comment God. that was like, actually, it was Richard Nixon who put a man on the moon. <laughs> and then he unfriended me. You will actually do. <laughs> actually. Well, you know, actually. The thing about when I was in New York, there are people there. Um, who really have never been anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And they really think, you know, the, the stereotypical dumb South, redneck kind of thing? Mm -hmm. They really think the dumb South starts in New Jersey, just south of the city. Mm -hmm. And they're not, like, exaggerating. They actually think that. My roommate, uh, Mike Payne, who's been on JL's podcast a bunch, uh, in New York, we moved to New York together, he was working at places in offices with you know New York lifers, people who grew up there, and they he would say I'm from Virginia. They'd be like, oh, well, you redneck, you know, like they didn't understand. Yeah, mm -hmm. they didn't understand that it's not all dumb South, and they've just isolated themselves in this New York thing or this Northeast thing, <laughs> and it was legitimate what they thought. They thought that everyone else outside the city was dumb, stupid, hick, redneck, and they thought every college was stupid. And he'd point out, like, you know, Duke, UVA, these are, like, top 10 schools. Mm -hmm. and, and they wouldn't understand it. They, it was it was incomprehension. Right. Like, like when you go to an open mic in New York and you do material. It was incomprehension. Yeah. So those people do exist. And part of that is they were sort of indoctrinated into that growing up in New York, thinking I'm in the only place that matters, you know? To right. back up this point exactly, Amber Nelson, which did a show with in New York, is from backwards Louisiana, yeah. right? And she said, that her grandma always said, grandma, she said, was a proud redneck, proud yeah. neck. And she said, we are the only group of people in this country that nobody has a problem looking down on. Yeah. Really? The only group? No, no, no. Even black people look down on white rednecks, Randolph. But here's the thing about that. Black people know that white rednecks are still above us. No. According to... No, no, no. They'll make fun of white you, rednecks. Because black you, people because, make fun of yeah, everybody. Right. But, but, <laughs> but you still see yourself as above white rednecks. Because no, it's like you are the dumbest, racist, no, most no. bottom-feeding people in this whole country. Here's what you're missing. But uh, can I carry my point? <laughs> yeah. My point is, she said everyone looks down on white rednecks and everyone marginalizes and forgets about us. And that's in Louisiana. So if people in New York are thinking that the whole country is that group of people, right. they're going to discount them. Right. Yeah. They're not going to come into their thoughts when Louis it comes CK to counting a, votes and stuff. Louis C.K. had a great bit about, about white trash is like the only ones that everyone is... Would you prefer is... to be a, a white redneck than a A white a redneck person? is miles ahead of black people. Don't ever think that they're not. Never. You look down on them, though. Looking down on... You don't on, look up to a white if, redneck. If a white redneck gets pulled over by a police officer right now, and I get pulled over by a police officer right now, I'm the one who has to worry about my You're life. You're misinterpreting what I'm saying. I'm saying every group of people looks down on look white rednecks. But look what you just asked. It doesn't regardless matter. Regardless of who they are, whether it they're liberal, whether they're conservative, You're missing the whether point they're white, of what, whether they're you're black. Miss, you're missing Everyone the point makes of fun how of white racism rednecks. works. Making fun of somebody... 
and the benefits of living in a society are two entirely different things. Are you do you're you misinterpreting what do I'm you saying? Seriously think I'm not disagreeing with you on that. that I'm saying that everyone looks down yeah, on but white she redneck. Said, she you're said, saying she says that, that they have that I'm saying that they have the worst standard of life. I'm not saying that. You that's put what words they know, but that's what they think. Okay, but that's what no, I'm saying. No, but you have to go at me because you're putting words in my you, mouth. Because you asked me, would I I'm rather making be I'm making to ratify Andy's point because he <laughs> was saying that everyone in New York thinks everyone else is a redneck. And I'm saying if yeah, rednecks everybody think... Everybody in New York, everybody in New York does think people. But exactly. people from New York don't know because when I got there, and you say this all the time, and people say, I say, yeah, because people in the South are fucking stupid. I know that because I grew up in the South. They so, think the South starts <laughs> in So my in point Newark, is simply so backing up his point that the people that are in cities like New York think everyone's a redneck. And they look down on rednecks. And yeah. everyone looks down on rednecks. Yes. That yeah. was the only point I was making. Black people do feel superior to rednecks because generally we feel like, yeah, I'm smarter than them. But black people also know that when the shit goes down, we are at the bottom of everything. Every race looks down on us. Everyone. We know that. We're not stupid. We know that. Even Indians kept black people as slaves. I'm not saying that you know? that's untrue. That's the, <laughs> my point being that when somebody tells me everybody looks down on rednecks, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. You know, I was quoting someone else yes. who was I quoting someone else to justify that. a different and point. And that's what I'm saying. To, that doesn't, and because you're quoting somebody else doesn't raise the emotion in me again because I've heard that before many, many, many times. And usually when somebody's saying that, they're saying that to tell me that, oh, but you feel like you're superior to somebody too. First of all, I don't feel superior to anybody. That's the first thing. But people always tell that to So when you say that to me, yes, Chris, you're now swept up in somebody who has said this to me before many times. And the usual time they're saying it to me is to say, you don't have it as bad as rednecks in this country. They're poor. Appalachia. You're not even poor. The people in Appalachia have it worse than you. You're not poor. I'm like, yeah, okay, they're poor. And if they get pulled over by the police, they don't have to worry about getting killed. Yeah, I get that. But you that's know? not what I'm saying to you. you so know? can you yeah, please stop attacking me that. like I'm the one saying. <laughs> if, if I was attacking you, for real, this would be a completely different discussion. But seriously, though. So yes, you are I get what you're saying and you're right. Because black people have been hearing that. bullshit like this <laughs> okay. forever. You're not even listening to me now. I'm I not am saying listening to what you, you're but saying. But I don't think you're catching what I'm saying. There's always going to be a time when someone's going to say something that are going to trigger things inside of me. That's always going to happen. Sometimes I control it. Sometimes, I, Most times I squash it down like everybody else black that you know. Yeah. We squash it down because okay. that's what we have to do. All right. And it's only going to get worse so, in the next four well, years. Well, I think that regardless of what you want to say about rednecks, um, people didn't anticipate that that many of them were going to vote for Trump. I did. Well, no one did. I'm not surprised. Long guy did. I'm not, I thought it would be closer. I thought Hillary would win, but it would be too close. I so, think everybody... I mean, it wasn't all of the people who voted for Trump. No, Let's but, say but if those you aren't voted the people for Trump, who voted you for him. might be a redneck. But those aren't the people who voted for him. Those aren't the people who voted for him. The people who voted for him are people who make $70,000 a year. Yeah. Those are the people who pushed him over. But that's not 50% people that of the people in the People country. that we know. That's not 50% that's of the people That's the voting, well, that's it was, the voting I mean, electorate. It, like, uh, there are a lot of competing narratives over this, and I'm sick as shit about people going, we need to pay attention to the white working class. And it's like, well, what the fuck do you want? Like, we, uh, I mean, we could, we could pander to their base instincts too, but really the only way that you're going to fix any of this is if... <laughs> we can figure out how to move beyond like all the shit that they were so dependent on. Like Trump won Pennsylvania on putting miners back to work. Right. Like no one, 
should be excited. Like mines oh, are good, not coming back. Good. Now I get to work in a coal mine. <laughs> I like, think when he said gr- miners, he meant child labor. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, let's put miners back to work in the mines. That's the but that's, mines. A, that's just the a bunch of orphans. Like, yay! <laughs> that's the thing is that that's a lie, and people. Oh yeah, every, we all know it's, that. And they ate that <laughs> bullshit up with a you know, spoon. These but, things are all untruths. But like, this is like the the working class whites narrative does explain why he won i mean he won michigan and wisconsin which were two solidly blue states he conclusively won hillary wisconsin never even went to wisconsin well, yeah. somebody pointed out that uh, they didn't they didn't see that as a bad well somebody pointed out that okay so wisconsin was won by a hundred thousand dollars hundred hundred thousand votes uh-huh. right three hundred thousand votes were three hundred thousand people were not allowed to vote because of voter suppression uh-huh meaning voter id laws and stuff like that that were put in place to basically stop uh, young people from voting in, mm-hmm. in university as well as black people. So three hundred, you take 300,000 votes away, but you, you win by 100,000 votes. Yeah. And they were proud about that, and they bragged about it. They were like, yeah, we're going to suppress out votes, stuff like that. They lost. North Carolina was lost. Mm-hmm. Voter suppression laws were put into place there. Voter registration, voter IDs, and all kinds of stuff. What's the matter? And part of the reason uh, Republicans are getting into like House seats is because of gerrymandering in places gerrymandering like North Carolina. Right. Like that. Far more votes are have to be cast for a Democrat to get him in an office then would be cast and for a Republican. And to me, the problem, the problem I, I looked that, up my congressional district online when I was, before I voted and it's like, what the fuck is that? It's like, it basically follows the L train from Bushwick into like yeah. the financial district right. and yeah. then comes back out and covers like Red Hook and a little bit of West Brooklyn. Yeah. But it's shaped like a boomerang. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah. And the, but um, the problem with that is that if you say okay, so there are people who say out loud, "Listen, they're trying to stop people of color from voting and people who are young from voting." Then the Republicans say, "No, we're not," even though they're telling each other, "Yes, we are." Yeah, they say, "No, we're not." Okay, and then liberal or the Democrats go, "Okay," and then it just stops, mm-hmm. and they don't loudly shout this repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. Which is why I've always had a problem with Democrats. Democrats don't know how to fight be and nice. they don't have a stomach to fight right they don't have the stomach for well it. also also the that stuff often is chalked up to ah, it's just good political gamesmanship right which is bullshit well and it's just going to keep getting worse after the overturning the voting rights act like yeah. there's nothing in like they literally the argue like the the uh, consenting argument to overturn the the voting rights act was yeah we needed this back in the 60s but we don't need it anymore yeah. which is not how laws work at all oh, from right. my understanding right. but i i can't believe murder rates are down yeah let's yeah. make it legal so now. we don't yeah we can make can we make murder legal yeah now? people aren't molesting children as much i don't think so we can well, in, in Virginia, lower, you have yeah. to show an ID. I mean, if Virginia was a more to hotly molest contest, a child, no, to molest a child, you have to you have to present ID. <laughs> so, if that's a was, good rule, actually, I'm behind that. Yeah, they cannot yeah. present ID. The if they present ID, issue. you're in trouble. Yeah. You're not molesting any kids. If they, if they have ID, they're not person. a child. So, yeah. um, but if Virginia was more hotly contested, that would have come into play in Virginia. The, as as it was, Virginia was. Still, pretty much decided for Clinton. Certainly had know. an impact in North Carolina. Yeah, of course it did. But I had to show an idea when I went to vote. I mean, how much you know? vote suppression? I mean, Wisconsin. There's a big student population, right? I mean, yes, there can't that's be that where they got them. Is in there Madison. a big black? 
population in Wisconsin? No. No, and they want to make sure that those people. Yeah. They want to make sure that those people. It's, I mean, the North Carolina was, suppression is going to for them. The it was for them. It was about suppress anybody who may or may not vote for liberals. Who are those people? Milwaukee is like one of the most de facto segregated cities in the entire country. It's like the pretty much all the black people in Wisconsin live on like one side of the river in Milwaukee. Hmm. Yeah, right by Prince, I guess, or uh, <laughs> Prince, <laughs> Prince, Prince from Michigan, yeah. Minneapolis. But he flies back. Show a little respect. <laughs> you need to purify yourself in the water. Watch of Lake, Lake Minnetonka, Minnetonka which you're right. is really all just lotion. Yeah, it is lotion. <laughs> People don't it's talk just, about that. It's, it's just actually a big just a big tub, tub, of tub of lotion, cocoa butter. Yeah, it's it's and it ain't gonna get no better. You, so. People say, okay, well, he didn't run on racism, and I'm listening to white liberals, and I'm listening to white commentators, I'm listening to white... First of all, they're running away from race. He didn't run on just racism. That's the first thing. That's what they're saying. Yeah, or that's what they'll say that. I'm like, well, how much racism do you have to run on in order for it to to become a thing? Yeah. You know? Well, he's electing Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions is is a little bit of a racist. Well, no, he's not. Yeah, he is. He like yeah. he got uh, blocked from a federal yeah. judge appointment because he appointment. was racist. Uh, yeah, right. Two well, by a Republican. Two races for the Republican. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, they they deemed him, I guess, as Huffington Post said, too racist, which is kind of their characterization. Yeah, but they deemed him unfit for this job four people made accusations some of them he denied like i never called that guy a boy never but some of them he admitted like saying the civil rights was on un- civil rights movement was un-american he's like i may have been angry i kind of yeah. said that i, I you can't off. be in law enforcement if you believe that yeah. but <laughs> the vote was 10 to 8 that he yeah. was in essence too racist which means that if he was a little less racist they would have been you're racist, right. but not too racist. Yeah, like, yeah. There's still a, a You are a level. just the right yeah. amount of racist, racist to be a federal judge. People to not get a unanimous vote, but we'll let you. So it's like this thing where it's like there's still a degree where they're going to allow. Right. It's like rat feces in food. I always talk about it. You're allowed to have a certain percentage of rat feces in your food yeah. uh, because it's just going to be there. So they voted like, ah, just a little too much racism there, yeah. Jeff. Right. Uh, we're close, 10-8. Just and dial it back a bit. And also, who's Just judging? In the Goldilocks house. Like, <laughs> Hello. Right. Welcome. Just this right. judge is Fellow too friend. racist. Yeah. But Fellow this judge is not person. racist enough. <laughs> yeah. Who's judging whether he's racist? People actually had to vote on yeah. mm-hmm. So, you, senators. Uh, there have been nine black senators in history. The, only recently did we ever have, did we have two simultaneous, within mm-hmm. like, like two years ago. So, you had a bunch of white dudes, most likely wealthy, probably a little older, Judging, well, let's determine. And it's also because it's the Senate; it gives a lot more weight to the small states than they uh, have population-wise, and the small states tend to lean right. Right, and then the Senate. The I mean, they get granted they blocked him, but it's like even the even the whole idea of having this vote of having these guys who aren't even don't even work around black people except for occasionally uh, deciding whether another white guy like them is too racist. Yeah, and then people. People will say if he would have gotten the the position, if they would have voted to let him in, people would say, "Oh, he was cleared of racism." That's what people would have said, right? By a group of people like him mm-hmm. who don't work around any black people, and on a close vote decided. Yeah. Well, also so he, was, he was cleared of racism that one time we got we caught him doing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like he stopped privately and, practicing. And even if he the stuff he denied uh, versus the stuff he admitted, he only admitted to saying a couple of the things. But even if you just go with the things that he copped to saying, it's like, well, you shouldn't be a judge. Yeah. It should have been unanimous. But still, they were like, ah, I don't, I'm torn about how much racism is enough. 
you know, or too much. So the whole the whole idea of him being put up to a vote on whether he's too racist doesn't make sense to me by other senators. This whole election was only a, uh, about a backlash to civil rights that black people, gay people, people of color had started to gain. That's what this is all about. This whole thing was about black Black people are too loud. I put a thing up of of people dancing in the White House that Dave Chappelle was talking about. Um, The DJ who was in it posted a clip of it. This is what it's about. This is what this election is about. We don't like that in the White House. We have to take that back away from them. And it's been brewing for eight years. And Barack Obama didn't tell, didn't say that that they were wrong for saying that, and he didn't he didn't say Colin Kaepernick was wrong for kneeling during the national anthem, and he didn't say that Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization, and that all lives matter. He didn't say what we wanted him to say, so we have to take this away. We have to show these we have to show these people once again what they are, and that's why white women voted. The way they did, so they didn't. One I mean, two. There is obviously all the connection between all this, but on the platform, he didn't really mention he African Americans. He, he doesn't, doesn't have. He doesn't. It's Latino. Oh well, he doesn't. He he pandered. He he paid lip service to it. Any time that he was talking about African American issues, he was always talking about. He's like, listen, you've suffered under uh, Democratic politicians. The inner cities are a disaster because, as we all know. All African Americans live right, in inner right, cities. Yeah, the debate question yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy brought up: Yeah, will you be a president for everyone? And he's just—it was a black guy, and he just went on about inner cities. Yeah, and the the law and order president who's going to basically try to implement stop and frisk everywhere. That's mm-hmm. that's that's a targeting black people. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. He, you can't say it's harder. And, and Muslims. Yeah, you have to code it a little bit more when you talk about black people. I, I remember like back in uh, back in August, like right after the Democratic National Convention when things looked real grim for the for Trump's campaign, like he yeah. gave a speech that was like reaching out to African American voters yeah. in front of an all white audience in right. Appleton, Wisconsin. Right. What do you got to lose? Yeah. Yeah. Uh and but I mean that was literally I I really don't think that was a genuine attempt to reach out to black voters in any way. I think that was no. just plausible deniability for the no. racists who that's, were voting. That's for all him. it ever has that's been. That's like saying I'm a law and order president mm-hmm. instead of saying I want black people to be harassed by cops. Right. Yeah. You know, that that's you you just couch it in another language, and uh, that's a, another. I mean, another Nixon catchphrase that uh, that he borrowed: "The silent majority." He's yeah. talking about white people, right, 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 and white, and he's clear. How am I? I've, I say it all the time, and people get upset when I say it. Why do I trust anybody white on site? You tell me why I should. Tell me why I should. I mean, God's anybody, creatures. God's creatures, we're all. Are we God's creatures? Because they don't—they <laughs> apparently don't think I'm. Uh, well, I'm one of God's creatures, and my 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 creatureness is not equal to their creature. I got it. I got it. <laughs> they go low. You got me. I'm just they trying to high. be real polite high. since the election. <laughs> yeah. high. You know, so you take I'm the high road. And so who who am I supposed to trust? All white Most people. black I am people holding that, doors for everyone. DTA. Everyone knows that. Most black people that I talk to all have the same line of logic of um. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, <laughs> all of us. Yeah, that's about right. And I said on stage at at Big Hunt, I'm like uh, white people, this is on y'all. This has nothing to do with us. This is y'all. 
So check your people because they ain't got shit to do D- with us. DTA, Ryan. Don't trust anybody except your wife and your parents. Even yeah. don't trust your kids. I, I mean, <laughs> wife who, and your parents. How do I go about doing that? And Austin three sixteen says, "I just kicked your ass." Yes, yeah. I can't trust whiteness. Just whiteness, you can't, because whiteness is if whiteness is apparently interested in keeping whiteness superior. Right. So you can't trust that. Don't you know? trust me. I've been pickpocketing you while we've been sitting here. Where are you going? Noticing. I know. <laughs> I got to try sitting with my legs crossed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to get my balls grabbed. He's uh, got so much lotion now. I know. All my lotion. <laughs> it's, it's all to evade cops. It's just <laughs> slippery. Where so am going to put sessions in. He's putting this... Some other uh, crazy general in. Yeah, he's got Steve Bannon. And people are making like saying, he's not going to not bring Steve Bannon in the White House. That's not going to not happen. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I said early. Of all the celebrities who say that they're going to move to Canada, I think Rosie O'Donnell is the one who probably should. She should be fucking terrified yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the president... Yeah. Cites her as one of his like top ten most. Yeah. Yeah. She's an agitator for something that yeah. she did like eleven years yeah. ago. Right like our, that fat pig. Our our next president has an open has grudge an against yeah. a character actor yeah. from the nineteen nineties. Our next president has an enemies <laughs> list that he means to. And he, this is the beginning of a totalitarian regime. And what's happening is people are allowing it to happen. People are saying, the hero, Bernie, well, I'll work with him if he'll raise the minimum wage to $10. uh, I'm like, you shit on Hillary Clinton because she wouldn't go to 15. (laughs) uh, You raising a stink at all? You've been doing any of the, you've been calling any representatives or any of the stuff that's been going around on Facebook? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to do any good. Yeah, I know it's worth a try. I called Chuck Schumer a couple days ago. I'm like, I don't know why I voted for your ass. Did you get him on the phone? Yeah, yeah. I got a, got a line straight through to him. What do you do? You talk Could to Could you get uh, your to niece to have me open for? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I just talked to someone on his staff. I don't uh, think it does any good. About don't worry, Steve guys. Bannon thing. You've got the podcast. That's how you right. change things in this day and age. Well, we're going to be enemies too. Millennials. going to be tweeting about us. Yeah, information. You've got to be. You're going to get censored. We're this an hour is... 33 in on this one. All right, you want to bring this one home? We should probably end this one. Yeah. The Monday episode. The Monday episode. Bring it home. Uh, uh, a lot of energy in this one. You guys, give me your stuff. <laughs> give me, give me all your your social, social. media. Oh, uh, yeah. You can uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Twight Privilege. Uh, it's T V E I T Privilege. Um, There's no e on on twi- the, the no, twi- yeah, e. yeah. Uh, but oh, my okay. my last name is Twighty T V E I T E. But that's not there. Right. Yeah. T-V-E-I-T privilege. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, at Kill Twighty on Instagram. Uh, with the whole, with the full name. The full name, yeah. yeah. Englishman Chris, Twitter, Specific Ignorance, Instagram. Um, come watch me record a CD on December 1st, 2nd, 3rd at the Green Room Darlington Cinema in the Draft House. If you're not there, it's going to suck. Uh, and <laughs> I won't put out a CD. And you want me to, so come. 8 o'clock on the 1st, 8.30 on the 2nd and 3rd. Get there early. Seating limited, limited and $5 at the door. Can't buy tickets online. So there you go. And English Bay will be on at least two of those shows. Yep. At least two. All right. Um, so you'll see us uh, probably be around Andy's shows this week. Uh, I have a storytelling show on. Let me see if I can get it. Storytelling show? Yeah, I, I agreed to do it. This show. I don't know how it's going to go, but we're going to see. Is it Catherine Jessup's show? No, it's Reggie Melrose. Oh, it's the oh. one at Songbird. Is that it? Yeah, that, yeah, was, that, uh, must be it. that was a that was a light crowd last time I did that. Did Which you do it? Did you tell a story? Throwing yeah. shade? Are you throwing shade right now? No, it was a light, was a light crowd. <laughs> I think you're throwing shade. <laughs> it's kind of light, actually. I don't know. I mean, it was... I've done better shade? shows, is what I'm saying. 
I just want to find it. Uh, is there a theme to the in story? school suspension. In school suspension. Live storytelling podcast. It is. Yeah, my one was about the first your first day or first ex- early experience at school. Okay. Is, is it is the place called Songbird Music House and Record yeah, Cafe? Is that on, the name uh, of the place? Yeah, it's on um, Eighteenth Street Morgan. Northwest. So yeah, it's, it's next to right down the street from that McDonald's yeah. that had a it's car drive into the front of it. Oh, a yeah. Couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Between that and Spoon, so this is a Songbird Music House and Record Cafe. It's on 18th Street Northwest in uh, Washington D.C. I will be there. Uh, probably my brother with me. He'll be in town. So I'll take him over there with me. What is the day of the show? It's Monday. It's today. Oh, it's the day of the show. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, starts at seven thirty. Doors open. Show is show begins at eight. All right. So I will be there. I don't Telling know what the story. I don't know. You don't. Um, you don't know what you're going to tell. I don't know. I have to find out what the. Uh, is it school themed? Is that the rule? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna, uh, Reggie. I have to go back and look at the. Yeah. the I don't think he's going to stop you mid story and be yeah, like, and be like, listen, off, you're that's bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit. You tell him, tell a story. I told you to tell. <laughs> uh, this has nothing to do with academia. So yeah. could you? Uh, what was yours? I talked about the guy. Do you remember I talked about him? Chi, the guy I used to go to school with. Yeah. He used to sell the porno yeah. mag pages and then yeah. did the scam at the cafeteria. I told that story. That's a good story. All right, so you guys come on back on... Uh, <laughs> it is a good story. Jaw-breaking <laughs> y'all. Tired, man. You guys come on back on Thursday. Uh, we'll be here for you guys. Thanksgiving. It'll probably be a little short one for yeah. Thanksgiving. Uh, and thanks so much for coming in. We want to thank you guys, as always. Want to thank David, our new guest, David, for coming in in English Bay. Yep. Chris Milner, who's here. I know Dominique is very happy. She's probably mad at me because we got uh-huh. heated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we still you love each other. Don't talk to my Chris like that. I can hear her. <laughs> I can hear her now. Thanks but for don't having me. Don't put words me, in my Chris's mouth. Like so you guys come back Thursday. We'll be here for you. I am uh, Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Who? English Bay Chris Miller. And who? David Twidey. I don't have a nickname yet. Give me no, one. No. Uh, uh, the Bag of Bones. <laughs> the Icicle. Right. Now, yes. Oh, you're a... I like yeah. the, icicle. The, icicle. the Icicle. That's a good one. That's not bad. The Icicle. That is a good one. So come on back. We'll the be here for you guys. Icicle. The Dry Icicle. <laughs> We're out. <laughs>